What's going on, KVBL? I just decided since I'm driving on the road again to do a quick podcast since I haven't done one for this season yet since the beginning. So we'll see how this goes. Driving once again, not in front of my computer, so we don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Right now, I guess what we were talking about is... uh, how bad the Maynard is, and it's really bad right now. Uh, if you look at the all-star voting, it'll give you a good clue on how bad it is. Let me see if I can pull it up. Doo-doo-doo. Oh, yeah, that's good listening there. Peace and quiet. Okay, you had you had all the well the manor was kinda dominant or I'm not gonna say dominant, but the manor has been probably the best conference for most of the last six, seven seasons, I believe. So you had the Kings kind of being dominant uh for the last five seasons, four or five seasons. But you had some other good teams also with some top end talent. But then what you had was the teams in the um, Landros uh, getting all the top draft picks. So now their top draft picks are starting to hit their prime. And we have guys like we still have Jackson Doyle uh, still at the top of his game. Devine is now in the Landros. He's at the top of his game. You got uh, Trow in the uh, Landros. He's in the top of his game. And what's so funny is both of them are better than the guy who was the best shooting guard in the Landros last year, Connor Ayer. So they're both better than him. Um, you still have, well, you had Maur, uh, Mayor in there until I, I traded for him. So he was over there. But then you got Falwell, Barber, Wagstaff, uh, Cromwell still going. Zampa still going at power forward. Uh, you even got Beavis to an extent. And you got Fernandez and Bornson. Uh, also, and Jode in there. So, as you can see, especially on the, with the interior, the Landros is really dominant. I mean, who's the best big in, the best big in the, uh, Maynard is what? Raffi? Munez, Raffi, or Luther Johnson. I mean, come on. It's a big difference. I don't think there's a top five big in the Maynard right now. Uh, the centers are atrocious with, uh, you still got Robert Wentz, who's been just damn near given away. He's got the highest per among centers, the APER in, um, in the Maynard. So, it's real, real bad. So I think it's a real opportunity for teams in the Maynard if they really want to, if they really wanted to uh, try to compete. Uh, I don't know how many teams are in position to do that right now. Uh, I know the Clippers. We've gone. We've tried. We're trying our best, but we've kind of fallen off flat uh, at the AC in a team with like. Eight teams trying, eight, maybe nine teams trying. 
So we're under 500. Uh, so what you got? Uh, the the probably the best team still. Uh, everybody had the Hawks as the favorite going in. People were kind of down on the Knicks, who are leading the manor right now because of their deals. And I think it's something that a lot of a lot of us talk about. Some teams, some players will elevate you in the regular season, but come postseason, they're going to fall on their face. And that's what I kind of think of Rafi, especially with his defense. But you never know. Um, the Maynard is kind of weak, real weak. So you got the Knicks being led by Rafi and uh, Kowalski. Uh, they have a real chance to come out of the Maynard for the first time. But still, the favorite has to be the Hawks. Uh, interesting enough, the Hawks guys are finally performing up to their uh, ratings. Slowly but surely, they are inching up there. The guys are all shooting pretty well. Uh, guys who were shooting under 40% last season. Uh, Pangborn is at 40 at point guard, which is good. Jeremy Sachs is at 44% field goal, which is excellent for him. Uh, he was shooting like 39% last year, I think. Cameron Towles, he's at 45%. He was at under around 40% last year. Uh, they picked up um, Robido from the Nuggets last year. He uh, sneakily picked up uh, Wendell Crowley to be his third big, who I think is going to be good. And he's got uh, Franks as his starter. So the Knicks have, I mean, the Hawks are probably really locked in to be the favorite. I don't know if they can catch the Knicks in the regular season. But I, I would put, pencil them as favorite in the playoffs right now. Um, let's see. You got the, the Thunder who, well, let's see, the Heat. The Heat probably passed up a chance to win the Maynard outright when they did, they passed on their Divine trade. They should have, probably should have got Divine. You know, I understand where the Knicks are coming from, because I've been in that position before, where you have a real young team, and you don't know. You, you, the Heat are in a position where they have a real young team. They don't, they didn't really know how their, their parts were going to fit. They didn't get the point guard that they wanted in the free agency. So um, they were probably a little reluctant to give up some of their young bigs um, for Divine. But now it turns out Divine probably would have been the he would have been the best player in the Maynard right now by far. Um, and with all the support that the, he have around him, uh, Higgins looks like he's he's going he's performing well at point guard. Uh, the rookie Uh, Delaney Watson, he's before he's playing real well. He probably would have been better suited right now to be uh, the second option behind Devine. Man, that team would have been good. Uh, but he probably didn't want to give up um, Tyrese Mason. Uh, I can understand that. Like I say, I've been in a position where you had a 
a team that you just weren't quite sure was good enough to get over the hump. And getting over the hump to me is making it to the finals, uh, especially the conference finals at least. And you don't want to give up your youth for a guy that's going to obviously decline very quickly in Divine. But I'm sure uh, in hindsight he wishes he would have went ahead and made the trade because he has enough bigs um, to where the guys he would have traded probably aren't going to even play for him in the playoffs. Um, and being that as may, he's still the four seed, and he's still going to need to make a trade probably uh, for a divine-like guy at some point. So you got that. And then, let's see, his guys are performing pretty well. Uh, Higgins, like I said, is doing well. Uh, I think Rosado's best suited for backup point guard right now. Uh, inserting uh, Kenyon Bell to the starting lineup at shooting guard and moving Higgins to point guard kind of really helped, helped his team take off, and I kind of think he's working out his the rotation of his young bigs, <coughs> even though I like Milo Hughes the most out of all of them. But I think they're pro- all pretty even, uh, and he's just trying to figure out which one. Looks like he likes hammers the most out of all of them. And he's probably trying to figure out who to start and what they can provide and all of that. But like I said, they're young. Next up, we got the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves have been kind of in a holding pattern. Uh, haven't really made any additions this year after getting Clayton. Clayton's just playing 25 minutes. So he probably is going to need a third big. Yeah, he's probably going to need a third big, a real good third big to add on, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do that because uh, you just can't you can't go into the playoffs with Archie Clayton and some suspect backup bigs because there's going to be some games where Clayton might play 15 minutes and get five fouls and only play you know 15 minutes in the game and. You're sitting there with your third bid who's not optimal trying to win playoff games, and that's, that's just not cool. That's not gonna, that's not gonna work out. So, I think he'd, he'd be real well served to try to move Twine, um, for a, a backup big or a starting big or something like that that can, um, maybe help him. And I'm pretty sure he could have got that, he could have got that early. Probably could have moved Twine and got, um, Mayor from Cleveland, uh, especially if he's thrown in a pick. He's got he's got all his picks, so I don't know what's he gonna wait on. He really can't. I mean, you're gonna wait on Divine. I mean, uh, Twine to develop. You got uh, Luther Johnson is expiring. Dominique Satan's got one more year after this one. Uh, yeah, they they should have went for it. Um, Right after they traded Bedlam, uh, either that, you know, I don't know if Luther's already turned down an extension or not, but um, yeah, they should have dealt Twine, I guess, and a pick maybe for um, some guys, uh, a guy that can help him, a third big that can help him, because they're they're a small rotation of Jones, Satan, uh, Yang, and um, 
I think that's Yang who's playing for them. No, uh, who's playing for them? I don't know who's starting that small floor for them. I guess Satan is starting that small floor. But their their small rotation is pretty good. Craig Jones is playing pretty well. Uh, Lucas is playing pretty well. So, yeah, they... They should have made that move and got them a third big. I guess it's still not too late because <clears throat> there's still some certain bigs left um, to get. Uh, you got the, like I said, the Thunder. The Thunder are ahead of the, the Thunder are currently have home court advantage in the Maynard, which lets you know all you need to know about how good it is. Because the Thunder are kind of retooling right now. But like I said in the preseason preview, Peters is, he is, he's shooting like crap. Doesn't shoot that much though, so it doesn't really matter. He's shooting about six, between six and seven shots a game, so he's not really killing them. Hitting, going, basically going two for six every game, so he's not killing them. Uh, Gets to the free throw line a good bit. Shoots about one three a game and shooting ten percent. But the other stuff he does is really helpful to a team. So I like I still like Peters. Uh, Red has been performing well. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got him at point guard. He must have. He shoots thirty nine percent. So he must be running him at point guard. Uh, he's got Garza. So that team is, like I said, the team has a lot of players, and they probably beat people with depth because when they go to their bench, they don't really fall off that much. They got some – they're not even playing uh, Caleb. Uh, they're so nice. They got Wentz, Dirk, Faison. So they got a nice little rotation of bigs going. They got a nice little rotation of uh, perimeter guys going in um, – Red, Peters, Marshall, and Garza. So yeah, they got they got some nice players on on Thunder. They're they're not ready, but that team's young. Except for the the bigs, they need some young bigs, but their perimeter guys are pretty young. The Nets uh, with the new guy Colin. They're basically, I guess he's he's probably in a wait and see just to get his feet wet, get some get used to the league. No really need for him to do anything this year. Uh, Silva's going to expire. Uh, he has his pick in 43. He can decide what he's going to do with uh, AGS then. who will still have two years on his contract. will probably command a nice little rebuilding package from somebody. He'll be 26. Two years left. Um, probably will get a little bit better. Uh, he'll have Bailey, who will probably, you know, command some assets also. And he's got McCants at $5 million a year who, as long as he doesn't take a big hit in the offseason, he'll, he'll also have some value. So his, his, his books will be pretty clean. He'll have his picks. He needs to pick up some picks from other teams. Um, and it's probably best he waits. He needs some picks like 45, 40, you know, some 44s and first and some 45 first. 
from teams, and I think it'll be a lot more teams that'll be trying to look to compete next year. Uh, they'll be going, you know, all in now that they're sure that there's really no dynasty coming up right now. Um, then you got the Supersonics. The Supersonics are really a team that kind of started off real slow this year. Um, kind of started off pretty bad, but they've been coming on lately. Still got Marco Polo, one of the best players in the league, uh, with especially best two-way players in the league. Rodrigo has really been done well. Uh, I mean, he's not shooting well, 39%, but as far as everything else, he's having some big games every now and then. Uh, Kevin's is still playing pretty well. Uh, and I don't know what the hell they are doing at. Who they got? Oh, they picked up Rugens at point guard, so that probably really helped them to get somebody at the top of their top of their uh, lineup that can uh, defend, uh, doesn't shoot that much. More shots for um, Fair, Faison, and White. Uh, they got Tyson Cole in the backup role, and Kevin's also. So. They're going to be around 500. They're probably still looking for a deal for Farrah. Um, the price is very high. Uh, they're over the cap. They're over the hard cap, so they're going to have to make a move some kind of way so they can re-sign Rodrigo uh, or extend him. So they're probably going to try to look to make a move of some sort. And the key is, can they make a move that won't hurt them that much? Keep you know, Because I don't know if anybody else is going to be in the playoff line. The Clippers are in eighth place. Uh, we're 20 and 26. We're three and a half games above. We're three and a half games behind the Sonics and three and a half games in front of the Blazers. So the Blazers are seven games back of the Sonics. We just made a major addition in Mayor at Power Forward to hopefully clean up some of our uh, scoring questions. Um, even though he's not a 20 point per game score, he's going to, he's better than what we were running out there, those 10, 10 point a game guys, uh, and his, uh, offensive versatility should help us and shouldn't hurt us much, shouldn't really change us defensively since we were playing a guy with no post defense already at power forward. He blocks more shots, gets more steals, uh, rebound about equally uh, more offensive rebounds, fewer defensive rebounds. So we're going to see how that trade-off is uh, between him and Brinson at power forward. He should be a – he should help our offense a lot at power forward. Um, the Blazers don't know what the Blazers are doing. They traded their um, 44 pick. Uh while they're 13 games under 500. So, hey, takes nuts to do that, I guess. Uh, not sure if he can catch me or the Sonics or the Nets, uh, but he's got half a season to try. He's probably going to have to get to about 500. And to get to 500, he'll have to go... 25 and 12 from 
he's not doing that. So he's going to have to hope for one of the other teams, the Nets, the Sonics, or the Clippers, to fall on their face from here on out. Hopefully the, <clears throat> for him to make the playoffs. And I'm not sure if he's just worried about the playoffs this year or he's just trying to make the playoffs the next two years. Uh, but we're going to see because I don't expect any of the current lottery teams, the Kings, won't be competing next year. The Warriors likely won't be competing next year. The Jazz, it'll probably depend on if they hit in the lottery. Um, the Suns definitely won't be competing next year. So, I mean, he's got to hope for somebody. And likely what happens is the Nets likely drop out. So he'll probably be a seed next year by default if nobody else, you know, drops out. Unless somebody else drops out, then he'll move up. But, yeah. So that 44 pick, you never know. In two years, one of the teams, probably the Jazz uh, or the Kings, will be might be back up. It depends on how their drafts go. So that 44 pick could be valuable. I don't think his 43 is going to be too valuable if the Nets drop out, if they lose silver and uh, uh, trade uh, – Bailey or AGS for a rebuilding package or both uh, since they have their picks back starting next season. So I expect the Blazers to return to the playoffs to jump back on that treadmill next year. I don't expect them to be terrible next year either. <clears throat> they got Stu, so how bad can they be? Uh, with Landros, the Landros, you have the Hornets currently leading. The Hornets have been, I mean, with Falwell got those progressions in the offseason, people kind of figured the Hornets were going to take off, and they have. They're slightly ahead of, what are they, two and a half games ahead of the Raptors. Um, so they're in good position. Um, Falwell's probably, pro, I don't know how the, the JSB has everything ranked, but if um, the GMs were voting again, Falwell would probably be the MVP, runaway MVP. Finally overtook uh, Jackson Doyle as the best player on the, Horn on the Hornets, and he did that without Doyle really falling off. He just kept his game up. Second place is the Raptors, and I guess the Raptors won 70 games last year, so I, I guess it seems like they're doing – they're not doing real well, but they're in second place. And I think what it is is um, Landros is a little bit better this year. So they're getting some unexpected losses. And for some reason they have, with their downgraded point guard, they have a little bit more variance in their performances from a game-to-game -game basis. So it would still be good for them if they got a point guard, but I don't see them really having the assets to get one this season unless they're going to deal a child's feet plus something else, and I believe they'll probably just take their chances that um, the devil at point guard is going to be good enough in the playoffs uh, with his defensive disruption to let their other guys take over the scoring load and playmaking enough where they can advance in the playoffs. But like I said, Connor Ayer is 32. Gerald Zampa has this year and next year. 
on his contract at, at a very economical $14 million. Chowski is uh, expiring. Uh, so they need to get it done this year, I believe. They really need to get it done this year or they're going to be staring at some big decisions <clears throat> come next season, next, this offseason uh, with some of their guys. Uh, third place is the surprising Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm so happy I can talk about the Grizzlies with pride again in the KVBL, my home team. But uh, the Grizzlies might fall back a little bit because they're going to be missing uh, their best player, Saxella, for 32 more days. Uh, so they're going to take a step back probably. They did get rid of Stu. I don't remember what they got in his place, but they should still be in the playoff race. But just remember that before he got hurt, they were the third best team. So when the playoffs come around, they'll probably be underrated. Um, Grantis, Tyler, and Ballard have been a nice inside tandem. Um, they got Billings to back them up, back up their bigs, and they got Eves and you know Elio's playing. Uh, I guess he's playing okay. Uh, you know, point guards don't shoot real well, and their one through nines aren't developed enough, especially uh, for them to shoot real crazy numbers. They really need, uh, I think the one thing that they need is, I still think they lack a number one option type of guy, a guy who can carry a heavy load as far as scoring-wise. Because if you look at their guys, uh, Ballard is probably the highest uh, volume guy they got, and he's just 37 free throw attempts. Uh, Grantis is 39 free throw attempts. He's the, Okay, he's the highest volume they have, but... I mean, he's still 39 free throw attempts. That's not very high. But, um, yeah, so we'll see about them in the playoffs. Next up is the Nuggets, the home of the MVP, uh, Allen Barber, who is having probably a better season than he did last year. They still have Paxton, Prince, uh, Cromwell, uh, uh, so, yeah, this team is pretty much, they added Apollo Horry. Um, I still haven't assessed how good that has made them. I think they fell off a little bit, but that could be due to, they, you know, having to adjust your, um, your DC a little bit when you get a new addition. So, we'll see what they do going in and out. But their offense is pretty bonkers, uh, have a lot of scoring. I'm not sure what else they can add except for some depth, maybe. They, they can use some depth. Never know, but they don't really have the assets to add anything right now. Or it's expiring. Cromwell's got two years left, so. Uh, I don't know. They might be in the crosshairs also of a team that's on the verge of change. Uh especially since they got Barber at 24 and they can rebuild around him. Sort of like the Raptors with Lou at 24 years old. They can rebuild around him real quickly. Um, let's see. The Bucks. Once again, the surprising Bucks. 
picked up a real uh, superstar talent in trial this offseason, and it's reflective in their um, one-loss record. They got a true number one option type guy, a guy I didn't think would be able to carry the load, but he's carrying it just freaking fine. Uh, let's see where his, where his numbers are. Um... Trial Burr shooting almost 49% uh, from the field, 44% from the three-point line, 22 points a game. Yeah, he, 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 he he's exceeded my expectations on what I thought he could do. And he's been perfect for the Bucks system. Good defense, steals, efficient shooting, uh, raised ceiling on that team immensely. Uh, let's see. Shannon's still not shooting well. Willis is not shooting as well. But um, let's see what uh, my man is doing. McCoyle shooting. Everybody else is shooting poorly, but he is carrying load every night offensively, and that has them 10 games over 500. So uh, if they were a problem... With uh, Callahan, <laughs> uh, I think they're going to be a bigger problem in the postseason with Trout. So, good luck over there in the Landros. The Rockets are the team that traded for Divine, and looks like that is paying off. Divine is having a, a real good season, shooting 49%, shooting just 32% from three-point line, but uh, shooting 87% from the foul line and has gotten there. 413 times in 47 games, about nine times a game almost. Uh, so he's doing real well. Uh, the rest of the team, Zeron is playing pretty well. Uh, as a second option, I don't know. He might have been playing better last year, but he's still scoring 24 a game. Uh, people thought he was going to up it, and he, he's, I don't see what he did last year. Oh yeah, he's playing. He's he's playing uh, 45.2. Yeah, he's playing better this year than he did last year. Uh, seems like being the second option is kind of holding him down a little bit. So he's doing well. Zeron, I, I figured he he was going to have a breakout, but he still hadn't gotten the breakout progressions yet. Uh, he's been steadily progressing up a little bit, a little bit, but he hadn't gotten the breakout progressions that I expected him to get. Uh, the team that is probably falling off the most is the 76ers. Um, not sure. I, I think Boynton has some regressions. Uh, I think it's just the the fact that the Landros has gotten better overall kind of caught up to the Sixers. Uh, their team isn't really that much worse when you look at it, but I'm trying to see maybe the it's the point guard play that's gotten him. Uh, it's got him down. I think a lot of people underestimate the importance of having a quality point guard. Uh, so Frank Sanderson is okay, I guess, but defensively he's not. He doesn't really score. So eight points a game in 32 minutes. So, and then you got his poor defense. 
next to Junis's poor defense, and you got a team that really, really needs an upgrade at the point guard position. Last year they were able to sneak in uh, Devilis at point guard in the playoffs, and this year they don't have that option. So they got some people on the block try to try to deal Beavis uh, and Junis, so maybe they can uh, upgrade. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but hey. Wolfing, uh, eighth place is the Cavaliers, who just de- dealt me Mayor, so they're probably falling off. The Lakers are probably taking their place. Cavaliers, young guys, still haven't taken the leap, so they're not probably, they probably think they could use another uh, lottery pick. And they got another young guy also in uh, Brinson. And their pick is going to be a lottery pick now, so. Barkley hasn't performed as expected, shooting just 39% uh, as shooting guard, which is not ideal, but he's young. Timken shooting just 39%. Uh, Mayor was their best player. Uh, Darius Stone is playing real well, and Mercer has been playing real well. So they probably do need uh, a big-time scorer on their team. Uh to go with their other guys, their other young guys. So we'll see what they can get in the lottery. Uh, the Lakers are probably taking their place as the AC, if not better. Uh, the Lakers just traded for Arla Sand. Uh, they got the rookie Larry Jones Jr. playing pretty well. They got some other rookies in the rotation. Uh, Kurt is in their rotation. They got Joe, who's kind of falling off compared to his King's days. And they have Mookie Smalls, who's playing well as a rookie uh, at Power Forward. So the Lakers are probably on the come up. They'll probably end the year over 500. And probably one of those teams nobody really wants to face. Because you never know if Joe is going to go ape shit again in the playoffs. Uh, it seems like the not being around Divine and Trial has hurt his production. Uh, I think he performed better with Sand though, and uh, you never know if he can turn in and play those games where he's playing 45 minutes a game and uh, just scoring relentlessly um, in the playoffs. So you don't want to meet him if you don't have nobody who can defend him, even though without the nines. At uh, post defense and post offense, you probably can defend him a little bit better. And might be able to score on him, maybe get him in foul trouble. I don't know, but I don't think his he's had any foul trouble. He's playing 40 minutes a night, uh, 2.1, 2.2 fouls a game, 40 minutes. So good luck getting him in foul trouble. He's going to probably play 45 minutes a night in the playoffs, and it's probably going to elevate the Lakers to a better place. So at the halfway point, I would say the Lakers are probably at the come up. Then we got the Pacers in 10th place. And the Pacers, I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't think they can catch the Lakers. They're two and a half games behind the Lakers, but I think the Lakers are going to be improving. Uh, but the, it's, it's probably touch and go. Uh, 
You got the Bulls who are just waiting for their next iteration. Uh, they have their pick. They're not in any rush to try to compete. The Celtics uh, are looking to trade Hugh. And, man, who is that saying that needs a big? Somebody needs a big to be trying to trade for Hugh. Uh, who is that? The, um, the Timberwolves. Yeah. Man, that's a trade made in twine, um, whatever you got to add, a couple picks uh, for Hugh, even though he's expiring. Could, you know, with Hugh, uh, Johnson, and uh, Clayton as three-man rotation of bigs, they could do some damage, in, especially in the Maynard. That's a trade worth exploring, Mike, if that's what you want to do, even though I'm pretty sure that the Knicks and the Hawks hope you don't do it. Hope you stay asleep and don't do it. And the Lions are just waiting for their young guys to grow up. So, really, at this point, I don't think it's a halfway point. We're, um, we're getting ready to go to the halfway point tomorrow, I think, uh, well, I guess it's late Tuesday night. That's how I call it. Made me feel better since it's Monday right now. Late Tuesday night, we'll be going to the halfway point in the season as teams will be crossing the 40. Some teams are, well, man, we are at the halfway point. We're past the halfway point because everybody's got 41 games. So, yeah, at this at this juncture, I would say the favorites, uh, the favorites to come out of the – Landros, I have still the Hornets and the Rocket, Raptors, Hornets and the Raptors. Um, yeah, man, it's just hard. It's going to be hard to pick against Falwell in the playoff. I think he's going to be hard, hard to stop. In the Maynard, I have the Knicks and the Hawks still. Uh, well, not still. I think I had the Timberwolves and the Hawks in preseason. But the Knicks and the Hawks, Timberwolves should be making a trade, and they can get into that conversation. Uh, and, I mean, Luther and um, Hugh would be a freaking hell of a combination to take into the playoffs. Luther Hugh with their uh, perimeter guys would be a nice combination. And I'm, I don't know how LGC would feel about Twine and some picks for um, Hugh, but – Man, I tried out at least. But, I, yeah, I have the Knicks and the Hawks, and I think it's going to end up being uh, the Hawks and the Hornets. And I think that's probably going to be a toss-up because it just depends, man, because the Hawks guys are starting to shoot now. So those defensive one through nines they have are pretty pretty promising. Uh, I don't know how they match up against uh, Hornets, uh, Tau, Sacks, and rebounding is going to be killer. Uh, when you got wings, they are 57-89 and 36-74 rebounding. And then you have Robido and uh, Franks, and you got Crowley off the bench. Um, yeah. I would say right now, I would go with the Hornets only because I think Falwell is going to be impossible to stop in the playoffs. But overall, probably the Hawks are probably the better team as far as depth, point guard play. 
Well, I don't know, because I don't know if Pain can't handle, um, Pain probably can't handle, um, the Hornets point guard, uh, Jackson. So, um, man, that's kind of a toss-up. Ah, yeah, I'm going to go with the Hornets because of Farwell. I'm going to just keep going. I think Farwell should should net you one championship. He's going to have a hell of a playoff run at some point versus for some time. Some season, Farwell is going to have a hell of a playoff run where he's just unstoppable in the playoffs. And he's going to be winning games by himself. And he's got just enough of support cast to make it happen this season. And the league overall is not as strong. And there's no one team that can really stop them unless, you know, because I think his progressions are what's going to push them past the Raptors uh, this season. So it said, like, we're at the halfway point, so we'll see what's going to happen. But right now, I like it. And as always, we say the Cavs suck. The Clippers going to win the championship. And the Blazers continue on the treadmill. Peace.